Okay. Uh, so based on what we were talking about earlier, no clip of the week no. because we'll run, we have to run both challenge intros. Yes. And they're those, both those one. guys like to hear themselves talk. So they sure do. they're about two to three minutes each. <laughs> so we'll do those at the top and then we'll come in and Christy, could you explain how that's all going to work when we do the must discuss? Yes. All right. Uh, and then that'll that'll suffice in lieu of a clip of the week. Plus, there's going to be so much hot waterbed talk. <laughs> going to need all the time we can get. Hey, bandwagoners. Here to announce a gift I'm giving to LRB vis-a-vis the archiving project. I will donate $5 to the Little Red Bandwagon for each archivist who does not complete a week of archiving this week. Taskmaster Christy Wise has been browbeating us and belittling us into a lather. Poor Elizabeth Shavada has had her own checklist and just sits at a German bar damaging her liver just to stay in the very narrow range that is Christie's good graces. Elizabeth should spend some time on her hobbies. I don't know if you noticed, but she did an amazing Star Trek cosplay of a steampunk Borg, of all things. You know she and her husband had some sexy role-playing, and that that thing is probably in need of some serious repair. Ah, maybe not if he was the gentle lover that we all know Captain Picard to be, but we all know, frankly, Kirk was a rough-and-tumble ass man. And if it was a Lieutenant Worf, she probably needs to rebuild the whole thing. But maybe, may, well, maybe if he was meta role-playing Wesley Crusher and just wore a really bad sweater and then made a terrible career move, then left the room before it got good, well, uh, she'd be okay. Of course, then she'd have to repay him uh, and have him just come down and sit and talk. I don't know. Uh, I'm digressing. The whole point is that people have a lot of stuff to do besides archive, and now they can take a week off and know that LRB is getting paid. Take some time to feed your kids right. Stop firing hot pockets down their throat, calling Rosillus. I know you want to stay in Christie's special club, but you know what? Your kids are starting to need some better nutrients. And don't, for God's sakes, for God's sakes, truly, if you hear nothing else, do not listen to Mike McCauley. He's a awful person who will only listen to this because I just mentioned his name. You people have lives to get to them. Poor Colleen's kids are starting to have an affinity for Jim Gaffigan, and maybe Elizabeth would like to make a new cosplay outfit. I don't know, maybe a steampunk San Diego chicken? Maybe a hentai George Pataki? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that you should take a week off. The archiving can wait. Wagoneers, you have a choice to make. Hi, this is Mike McCauley. Uh, you might know me from my podcast, Tired and Emotional, that hasn't come out in months. 
Uh, or, or perhaps you know me from the Chicago Tens group, or maybe from every time Mike Frizzell makes fun of the hats I wear uh, to make up for his own insecurities. Uh, or perhaps you heard me on uh, the episode of Little Red Bandwagon that I starred in, uh, which I believe was episode 69, a.k.a. the sex number. Or maybe you know me from my Flickr page, uh, Macaulay Photography. Uh, or maybe perhaps you know me from my other Flickr page, uh Macaulay Street. Uh, you might know me from my Instagram feed, being there street, or, or perhaps my Twitter feed. You may know me from there at Mike Macaulay. Uh, you might know me from the Stens page, perhaps, um, or even possibly if you uh, ran around Pasco, Washington, back in the early '90s. I spent a lot of time there. You might know me from there. Uh, anyway, so the reason I'm reaching out to the, everybody here today is that I heard wind that Kevin Farewell, this character uh, from Seattle there, was offering you archivists $5 for every episode that you did not do this week. Or how does this work? I don't go. Somehow he's paying you to not work. I don't get it. I don't like it. Uh, I, I don't think it's right to be paid for work that you don't do. So what I'd like to do is offer you $6 for each episode so that you do complete this week. Now think about that. $5 to do nothing or $6 to do the the task that you were hired to do here. Come on, let's let's step it up for Christy. You know, this has to end someday, right? So make that choice. You know, sit on your ass and let them collect five measly dollars. Or, you know... Do what you're supposed to do and get them $6. Because as Brian Bosworth said in his book, it was one of his commandments. Uh, I believe commandment number eight was $6 is always better than $5. All right. Get out there, Wagoneers. Let's do this. Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast too beautiful to live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me, your full cavalcade of LRB hosts, starting in Everett in the front, party in the back, Washington, the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Bobby. And in Dallas, Texas, I don't have a thing for Dallas, our very own spaghetti, Eminem. Meredith Mayhead. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Bobby. And in Mike, actually, I don't have anything for Austin either. Uh, and not in Mike, but in Austin, Texas, the jail dude, Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I think sometimes it's referred to as the River City. We're uh, nestled on the Colorado River here. So it's not a bay? No, it's the River City. 
It's the only city in America, not the Bay City. No, we, we, we don't have any Bays. This is a Monday morning edition of Little Red Bandwagon, and we're going to recap the last week that was. And sometimes lately I've been missing this part of the intro, but I want to make sure I get it right today because your Friday episode in your podcast feeds now, just immediately before this one, was an interview that Mike and Christy did with Ben Stein. No, wait. Bill Stein. Bob Stein, <laughs> when Ben Stein's podcast, uh, a long overdue episode that Christy and I were supposed to tape back in October or something and never got around yeah. to it because we both got sick over and over again. Uh, but it finally happened and it's well worth the wait. So if you haven't listened to Friday's show yet, go back and do so. Maybe even pause this and go do that, but then immediately come back to this because you're loyal listeners. It's not often guys- we have a guest on that's uh, more elderly than myself. Uh, and Bob <laughs> brought a lot of knowledge to the table, and I figured out later why he prefers Bill to his actual name or to Ben Stein. Uh, Bill Stein was an, a, an ex-Major uh, League Baseball player, and Bob's big on baseball, so I'm sure that's why he prefers Bill Stein. Versus raking in all that Visine money? Yeah. Anyone? Uh, right. So we're going to recap your week in review, or we're going to rather do our week in review of the latest week of TBTL after some LRB business things we must discuss. Then we'll tell you how you can get involved with the show. But before we do all of that, you heard some extra special tape before we started this episode of Little Red Bandwagon. And here to explain it is the only one of us who fully understands the archive project, Christy Wise. <laughs> Hello. Okay. So the two challenges we have right now are Kevin Farewell. Um, if you could slog through his, his uh, probably 10 minute rant. Um, he, anyone that is signed up as of Monday, uh, what, 1201 Monday, which is today. If you do not finish your week by Sunday, next Sunday, he will donate $5 to everyone who does not finish a week. So just don't turn it in. Even just if don't you do finish it. it, don't turn it in and you'll get credit for not doing it and we'll get the money. Is that? <laughs> I, well, no, because I check. Usually when there's um, challenges like this, I check everything just to make sure. It's on the up and so up. She doesn't gotta, trust us. They just got to <laughs> stop archiving immediately. <laughs> just everyone stop. Okay. Well, then Mike McCauley did not like this. So he made a challenge where anyone who completes a week from Monday to Sunday, he will donate $6. Oh. Yeah, I have to tell you, I'm blown away by this challenge. <laughs> because they're, why? Because blown this is really, confusion? This, this is quite a, a gust of support from Mike McCauley. I know, I know. <laughs> he doesn't gain anything and he still did it. <laughs> yeah, he's really, uh, he's a breath of fresh air. For the LRB archive project. <laughs> Just whipping through the archive project. The, I, so the, the reason why Kevin did this challenge is because he still has a week that I wanted to be finished by February 1st. And he often will send me emails. Please don't take it away. Please don't take it away. Because usually I repo the week mm-hmm. and give it off to someone else. But You got to wait till he falls asleep and then... <laughs> Sneak in and grab it. Hop the fence, hot wire the week, drive it off the lot. 
So I won't repo a week if someone's actually contacting me and mm-hmm. saying, oh, you know, I'll finish it by this day or and I can see they have three weeks done or something like that. But if someone just if people just don't talk to me about it, then I'll repo it. Mm-hmm. If we weren't done. busy right now, I'd be photoshopping Christy under the poster for the 1984 movie Repo Man. Yes. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> Please do that. So finish a week. Or don't finish a week. We'll still get paid. Yes. I like this challenge. <laughs> but as Kevin said to me, I can't sign up 500 of my friends. That's I'm nice signing that- up today. I'm signing up at 11.59 tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's nice that he thinks I have 500 friends, first of all. Yeah. But <laughs> oh. uh, Christy, well, uh, so thank you, Mike. And thank you, Kevin. God, those are words I never thought I'd say. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate both of you and your support of the archive project, even if it's in some sort of twisted subversive way. So, uh, Christy, while you're talking, uh, is there a lions update this week? I didn't ask you before we started, so I have no idea. Yeah, we had our second to the last game. Um, it was really fun. Ellie made her first in game basket. Sweet. She makes lots during practice, but first in game one, um, Let's see. Christy, oh. Christy, does Ellie um, do like the other kids do and try to run to the spot where they pra- the, the yeah. only spot where they practice baskets and shoot mm-hmm. only from there? Oh, Mike, it's worse. She actually she does that, but also she has to get the ball just right, like the stitchy the stitching on the oh, ball or yeah. whatever. Oh, no. She's a real just- shooter. Yeah, if you're a real shooter or like a great football quarterback, you have to have your hand on the ball exactly, exactly the same right. way. Every time. <laughs> so, she, but she's not quick at it, you know, because <laughs> right. those guys have giant hands. Big, right. And <laughs> one interesting thing is we played against a former um, green grasshopper. Oh, oh! One of our old um, little league kids was on the other team. Are they rivals? They were rivals, but um, Ellie was cute. She kept saying, "I want to go say hi to him." Like in the game, and then, <laughs> and um, then a kid on the other team has the, had the same name as her sister, mm. and she stopped in the middle of the game, ran over to me, and said that kid has the same name. And I was like, that's awesome. Go play because the ball was in play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just impressed that there are so many two sport threats in this little <laughs> circle of little league. Yeah. Usually by now, by age four or five, they've, uh, they've chosen a sport and their, their parents are driving them towards a college scholarship, <laughs> right. in either T-ball or. Yeah. Well, we have the, you know, we've, I've talked about the kid who the dad's very high pressure. Right. Um, every time. So they, cycle out two two at a time they'll cycle in and out every i don't know i every two to five four minutes and every time that kid goes out his dad cleans his shoes off with like a sham wow <laughs> what <laughs> it's the weirdest thing why i don't know I, hey you don't I, get to the pros with dirty kicks meredith <laughs> I, well and then so jeremy's cousin was there yesterday and we told him about it and so he looked for it and he goes that kid doesn't even have basketball shoes on. He has like Nike runner shoes. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, but they're brought to you by ShamWow. I guess so. <laughs> His dad's Vince. <laughs> I should take uh, a picture of the of the dad so you guys can get an image. I think Vince has probably got kids in a lot of different cities. <laughs> yeah, he does. 
everywhere they have a trade show. Isn't that guy dead? Uh, he he looks he looks like last time I saw him, it looked like he was headed there fast. But, <laughs> but I haven't heard the news yet. Okay. Um. But next week is our last game, sadly. D- so there have been no wins or losses. No, There's- but Ellie did say, you know how you secretly keep score. <laughs> what is the score? Because I always tell her, I'm like, I know that the score is fun to fun, but you guys are totally winning right now. <laughs> and I'll sometimes just make it up. It's four to six and you're winning. <laughs> uh, just before we move on, I want to clarify something so that we don't get sued for libel or slander, uh, depending on how you view the broadcasting scope of this podcast. Uh, Vince Offer, better known as... Vince Shlomi or the Shamwow guy is alive. Oh, you're right. I see it's it. the it's the other guy that died on a plane. Right. Uh, oh, okay. The OxyClean Billy. guy, Billy Bill- Mays. Mm-hmm. Billy Mays Hayes. Billy Mays Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Vince Offer is uh, alive, and the informational or the infomercial marketing. Subsection of his Wikipedia page lists background ShamWow Slap Chop, Eminem's recovery, but <laughs> sticky what? invincible Canada Green Da Vinci Pro and Crank Chop. Uh, oh, okay, that makes I don't like more the sense. sound of the Crank Chop. No. I'm yeah. just say that right now. <laughs> In 2010, <laughs> offer pitched Eminem's recovery CD. Meredith, why did you not tell us about this? I, don't, I didn't know about this. Oh, M&M, not M&M's the candy. No. I was thinking, oh, you know, when you're eating M&M's and one gets away, it's like a... <laughs> He's a, come up with a product to it's like... It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, nothing cleans up mom's spaghetti like a fresh ShamWow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike. Yes, sir. Um, I've lost track of the last public update you've given on House Hunters Texas, but even since your big news, I'm just curious how the progress is coming uh, on uh, selling and packing and moving and all that. Well, uh, this week we actually uh, signed with our selling realtor, so that delayed our contract to buy. So the clock is sort of reset, which is good because it's going to we need all the time we can get to get the house together and get it sold. But the most important development this week is uh, I, I actually, I don't want to move anymore because my smoking hot across the street neighbor is now pregnant and I got to stick around and watch this, watch this happen. Cause, she, cause I do like a pregnant lady and I already like her. So I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to stay. What, do, what does Emily think about that? Uh, she's pretty, um, Pretty anti me leering at the across the street neighbor <laughs> always has been. Hmm. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, she's anti, um, but she indulges me to a certain point. I mean, she'll let me know when um, I'll call her. Uh, Jane is out, and so that I can get an eyeful. the The thing I regret most about what we've done with this house lately to make it more um, more sellable was we got ourselves a really fancy new front door. But our old front door had had panels on the top, glass panels on the top. You could look out, so you could stand in. I could stand in my dark hallway and look directly at her with very little light coming back at me. So 
she would have to look hard to see how hard I was looking at her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the new door, it's opaque. There's, there's uh, light comes through, but you can't really see on the top. So now I have to just basically stand in the living room with the curtains open and stare at her. And, and I, I, don't, I think that makes everyone uncomfortable. So, <laughs> so did you make sure that the new house has a door like the old one? Um, I know. I'm not sure what the door is going to look like. I need to look at the model home, but even then I'm not sure exactly what our door. You might be able to choose. Mm-hmm. But, but there's no way I can, I can pack this pregnant across the street neighbor and take her with me though. I mean, <laughs> I've tried honestly, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to work. I mean, she's every probably time, not willing. Every time you mention the model home, I just picture you living in a house full of uh, home fill products. <laughs> <laughs> uh moves off that's all i gotta say <laughs> well i mean her condition's only temporary you're it's not like you're missing out on something that's gonna last forever oh yeah once the baby's out i'm not interested anymore right uh but there'll probably be an uptick in groceries after the baby that's true that, that is, true. is true she might get more more um uh what's the word uh uh, how um sorry uh, that's okay it is domestic she might there take a go. turn for the domestic and there might be a lot more of her getting things in and out of her car that's all you know which is good right yeah absolutely so maybe i should stay permanently <laughs> i'm writing this all down to file a report with the austin pd <laughs> they'll I'm just come out down quickly to shoot our dogs and leave <laughs> You thought Mike was a misogynist before. <laughs> Let's get through our week in review. <laughs> Starting with Monday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Starting with Monday, 2055, Obligation Chocolate. It's President's Day. Luke is filling in on Ron and Don as Ron or Don. I guess uh, Rachel Bale is one of them, too. And it's up to us to decide who is which in our hearts. <laughs> uh, and Andrew has an idea. Uh, and unlike when Mike has an idea, Andrew's idea is not only good, it's actually an idea that's been had before. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, TBTL After Dark or TBTL After Hours. Uh, and this is let's do the show live. Let's stream it. Let's take calls. Basically, let's have a nighttime radio show. Right. I think uh, this is a great idea. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, they should bring back some of the other old stuff they used to do, like producing the show. (laughs) Well, we cut straight to the heart of that, didn't we? (laughs) This is actually a good way to avoid producing the show. Yeah, that's true. It's it's outsourcing. Once you start taking calls, you're you know you're sort of outsourcing content. No editing, right? No Mm -hmm. producing. Yeah, I can't wait for somebody to call in and tell us how the state of Washington is misspending all of our taxpayer dollars. Oh, and... gold-plated toilet seats in the governor's mansion. <laughs> uh, traffic is terrible. Let's see, what else are we going to get on a late night <laughs> talk radio college show? And then, you know, it comes on right before Coast to Coast, so we're bound to get at least a couple of tinfoil hat calls. Um. I hope they see that through. Uh, ben, Bill, Bob Stein was a perfect example of people who love the produced shows, like the special one-off shows, because what he was brought in by the serial episode. 
good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back in the olden days, we've talked about the Delilah episode and some of the White Matters episodes. Uh, so there could be a lot of potential here. Uh, hopefully, Luke doesn't want to do that one high, <laughs> which has been a theme of this week. <laughs> Let, let's talk I, about that now. Um, yeah, absolutely. He really wants to do the show high. I mean, he keeps bringing it up. He wouldn't keep bringing it up if he didn't want to do it. Right. Do you think? Okay. So I have a couple of theories. One, he just wants to get high. Yeah. <laughs> he and wants number, permission. Number two, he wants to be able to write it off as a business expense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But some other guy will claim it and it'll get kicked back to him. <laughs> but I mean, I think Andrew Andrew's uh, points are legitimate that they get paid for this from from actual, you know, from a public media. American site. public so, media. Yeah. So maybe they don't do something like this, but it's not just them podcasting in the basement anymore. I, I'm I'm sort of against it because I don't think it's that interesting of an idea. But uh, I I think once Andrew is in the state of Washington, it's no different than like doing a show saying, "Well, let's see how good the show is after we've had one drink or two drinks mm-hmm. or five drinks or whatever." I I don't see that it's going. It would actually be any different except for the managing company is in a state that where weed is not legal. Right. Well, I think it's more about whether or not it's a turnoff for some high level public yeah. radio execs yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. I, I, it's a really unappealing idea to me as a listener because talking to people who are high when you're not yes. is about so. the worst thing in the world. Yep. So I have no interest in listening to them ramble on more than they usually do. Right. Yeah, it would be a real shame to hear Luke talk about himself and what he wants to eat all day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the boys are going to Minneapolis in March. They're going to do, I think, a week of shows from there. Coincidentally, Livewire, I think, is doing a show from there. And uh, something about Luke filling in on another show. They never came back around to that, but it makes me wonder what American public media show he's filling in on. Mm-hmm. I thought Prairie Home Companion was dying. <laughs> Maybe that one where they talk about mushroom pizza. <laughs> He's going to host an episode of Awesome Etiquette. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Entitled Etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that's a show I'd listen to. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would, well, I took two of each kind of slice. I took two of each. <laughs> There's only six. I took four pieces. Actually, it just occurred to me. Um, Maybe uh, because of his spot-on Kai Rizdal impression, maybe the reason he's not talking about it is he's filling in for Kai Rizdal, but they're not telling anyone. I love it. I love it. It's just going to be a week of silver lining alerts. Sure. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> talking about radio jobs, since Andrew's moving back to Seattle, he says he wants to – This is, I think this is a direct quote, his words. He wants to sniff around Cairo for some radio scraps. Yeah, but didn't he leave Cairo because he hated having his own show? I, I guess it's less pressure if you just fill in and kind of kick around somebody yeah. else's show. Yeah, I think he's realizing why Luke likes filling in so much because he can do whatever you want and they're just grateful to have somebody in the chair. Right. Well, well Andrew has filled in from Los Angeles a few yeah, times. He did. Mm-hmm. Right. He did. And there were crazy technical problems when he did it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he said he was having trouble hearing at some points, and he actually dropped out for oh, a few yes. minutes. Right, and, right. 
Yeah, it's just midday talk radio. Whatever. Yeah. Keep the needle moving. Those clowns in Congress. What a <laughs> Those <of> clowns. clowns. <laughs> uh, top story Monday, the Game of Thrones trailer. I wrote trainer in our notes. In my trailer. <laughs> I'm still trainer or trailer. I'm still bored. Yeah, to, me too. Yep. Yeah. Game of Thrones trailer has nothing on a stabbing cabin van. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, Beyonce's new single. Uh, apparently has caused a 30% uptick in sales at Red Lobster. <laughs> I'm surprised that's even possible. Every time we've tried to go to the Red Lobster, it is packed already. That's just the same. Biscuits that's to the gills. That's the same around here is that there's a line outside and I just want to roll down my window and yell, <laughs> this stuff is shitty and you can get better. I mean, it's Seattle. You can get seafood for the yeah. same or cheaper, better quality anywhere else yeah but you can't get those biscuits anywhere else that's true i'm sorry but, that's I mean, what they're there for the grocery store we actually don't have red lobster in new england for that reason like there's a couple here and there but they're very far away because we live on the ocean all of right. our seafoods at like bobby, little shacks. bobby the people that go to red lobster will always go to red lobster and they have those kind of people every state well i understand well we also have legal seafoods which is kind of the local like it's supposed to be the upscale seafood chain out of Boston, but now it used to be that they were really nice. And now there's like one in the airport and one in this mall mm-hmm. and one over there. I always wondered about trip. the name of that place. Like, are, are they, were they mob backed at some point? And, <laughs> and then they, they just felt it necessary to really reassure everyone that everything in there was legal. I assume that it's so that you think every other seafood place is somehow <laughs> right. illegal. <laughs> right. They've all they've all got uh, stolen lobster, trap rated lobster at these other places. Uh well, Mike, we know you have a place in your heart for red lobster. I do. A place do. in your bosom. Yeah. I mean my, my breasts have been called Cheddar Bays in the past. <laughs> and you've got the picture to prove it. I do. Yes. I'm sure Jeremy will trot it out. He loves trotting out that picture. Well, it's only fair game with Jeremy because. Oh yeah. Well, he see he's he has no body shame issues. I have I do, like most people, I have some body shame. Jeremy has none, although he should have some. Just a little. I wouldn't say he doesn't. (laughs) He's an always new. Let's get to the real top story of Monday. <clears throat> the top story in our hearts, which is waterbed talk. Yes. Your waterbed uh, from the pleasure pit. Maybe it's a wet dreams brand. <laughs> waterbed. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, and I think, did I write down joyalytic? I got to think that's a typo. I, I lost I track. Joy- of- joyalytic? Joyalytic. It, it was something that was, I think they were trying to sound medical, right, Meredith? I mean, well, the, that's not a great medical joyalytic. term. <laughs> because lytic means to cut or cleave. Oh, no. Which is I a bad idea. Waterbed. <laughs> bad know. idea. So, Especially the waterbed. Then if you're upstairs, that's a bad situation. Right. <laughs> <sighs> then you got to run the hose all the way back up. Oh, didn't we have a waterbed discussion about yes. a month ago? Yes, when I told that I had a Lamborghini waterbed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just wondering why Why did it come back up on the show? I mean, it was funny because they dug up all the commercials and everything, but right. why uh, did it come up this time? I 
don't remember why it came back up this time. Um, I don't remember that waterbed conversation. Maybe I just tuned it out because it was so creepy or maybe it was a week <laughs> I missed or something. But, uh, uh, yeah. Cause I remember us talking about, I mean, my, my big thing with those waterbeds is how impossible they are to move. And, yeah. and also all the drawers and little alcoves for all your lotions and potions and everything that you're, you know, you'll be doing in that yeah, super creepy. <laughs> that water bed. I mean, we got rid of mine when we moved because I just didn't want to deal with it. Um, but my parents had one of those giant ones that they talked about is yeah. this huge, I mean like real wood. It wasn't, yeah, they say, yeah. they're bragging about that one. It was like a twin bed. And they said, it's only 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, that's a snap to move, guys. Well, I also have another waterbed story in that I was held up. Well, not held up in that the gun was pointed to my head, but a, a crazy man was waving a gun around in an office when I was a leasing agent because he had drained his waterbed into someone's apartment on purpose. <laughs> so think about how much water mm. comes in a queen or king size waterbed. And he drained that into her house. But then why was he waving the gun? Yeah, that doesn't... Because we gave him a notice to evict. Oh, oh, yeah. A lot of places don't allow waterbeds anymore. Yeah, you have to have special insurance. You have to have a waiver. I mean, (laughs) all this stuff. And so he went against his lease. He was harassing. I mean, she was just a like an 18-year-old international student. Oh, welcome to America. Yeah. uh, (laughs) She was living there to go to Bellevue College, Bellevue Community College. And he just like completely harassed her and flooded her apartment and then was mad that we gave him a notice to evict. And he came in and he was like trying to, I don't know what his point of showing us the gun and waving it around was, but well, the good news is if you shoot all the leasing agents, you get evicted, you shoot all the leasing agents. I'm sure you'll get another apartment really fast, but there'll be a lock on the outside. (laughs) Uh, One benefit I just thought of, of waterbeds. And I could even argue to have one in a hotel because of it. It meets my qualification for furniture I like in hotels because it can be wiped down with bleach spray. Sure. It's true. (laughs) And if anything needs to be wiped down with bleach spray, it's a waterbed. Exactly. There's not the lack of absorbentness uh, is one thing I can get behind. Uh, I know I definitely must've missed the waterbed conversation because I don't remember saying this. My grandmother had a waterbed. When I was a kid, a king size waterbed. And I only have vague memories of, you know, jumping on it like a child would. Uh, but in hindsight, I'm completely skeeved out at the thought that my grandmother had a waterbed. Well, I don't think that it was necessarily always for sexy time. It They told people that it was better for your back. So I could see an older person getting it because they told them that it was medically better. It might be possible for some people that it's better for your back than a mattress, but it can't be good for an old person to be trying to get in and out of that thing. No. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, and there's no support. Yeah, no support. You have to get a wave going and then launch yourself off the edge (laughs) when the wave comes back, you know? Or just stay in bed. (laughs) I mean, there might be something to that. My parents had a waterbed when I was growing up, and uh, despite my dad being gay, they had three kids on purpose. Mm. So yeah. there might have been some magic in that waterbed. <laughs> a lot of a lot of eye closing on his part. That's well. Yeah. That that's the motion in the ocean argument. Right. Right. Uh, 
somehow this transitioned seamlessly to the stabbing cabin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I'm not I'm not in favor of uh, the FBI getting access to all of our information in our iPhones, but. I feel they should have access to the stabbing cabin at all times. There's nothing good going on in there. And we need to know, we need to get in there, get all the evidence. All I can think of is Carl's rape van. Yeah. Oh, is that workaholics? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except the paint job is much better on the stabbing cabin. Yeah. It's nice. It's very, <clears throat> it's very gritty. Yeah. If you're going to own a, a van like that, I guess that's the shoot the moon, like really own it. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke's childhood friend, Donald Whitehouse had a waterbed and this reminded him to tell the story of smoking some mass good weed with Donald Whitehouse. <laughs> uh, we get emails. Uh, Evan tells us about Valentine's day in Japan where the women get the men chocolates and even the loser men get a little bit of obligation chocolate, hence the episode title for Monday. <laughs> so does that mean that um, single men in Japan, like they get assigned, like women get assigned to do nice things for single guys? Yeah. Like if you're in an office, they just probably buy extra and give it to the people who aren't getting one. Oh, is what sweet. I thought. It's the only sweet thing I've I've heard about Valentine's Day, really. Yeah, lately. this is this is Lisa giving Ralph the Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't hear anything about I mean, maybe I missed it. We didn't hear anything about how Andrew's day went or Luke's day went. Luke Luke was he didn't say anything the whole week leading up, so it was like, like assumed that he wasn't gonna do anything. But Andrew was agonizing and then we never heard mm -hmm. what actually happened. Yeah, that's a good point. Nobody pressed them on that. Yeah, we don't have to break that down. We also <laughs> get an email about vaping, more vaping talk, and how uh, it may actually be bad for you, but all this does is take it back to weed for Luke. I might listen to a show where he vapes just just because <laughs> if we get some video of it, because it's so ridiculous. We've tried to listen to Andrew vape, but it seems to fail every no, time. No, he doesn't know how the thing works. <laughs> I don't out. understand how many times Luke needs to be told that vaping doesn't mean smoking pot. Yeah. yeah. Although that was my first exposure to it, too. Like, I, I knew that friends who had vaporizers for weed, but... But if you're out in the world, you smell this, all yeah. this, like, candy yeah. bullshit vapes. Right. Well, in Seattle, you also smell pot. But I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be. No, yeah. it doesn't. Sweet and sour kind. I would rather <laughs> smell the vaping weed than all that other bullshit bubble gum. And <laughs> fuck that. I hate that so much. Uh, we also get some Cleveland love uh, and some shooting on uh, Andrew for not supporting Cleveland. Uh, then we got a Tuesday 2056 seasonal basement disorder. Uh, Luke starts the episode by telling of a bathroom at Mississippi Studios that's being gutted. And rebuilt, and just a little bit of talk about disgusting public bathrooms in general. Andrew mentions a punk club in Kent, Ohio, called Mantis. I think he actually said you would just try to pee into the hole. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like my last date. <clears throat> no. No? 
<laughs> I reject that one. Okay. Luke is nervous about Livewire. <laughs> I'm surprised how nervous he was about this. Yeah, it's not the first like... time he's done it, but it sounded like it was eating him alive. Yeah. Well, I mean, was Johnny Carson nervous on his first day? Was Jay Leno? <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what it made me think of is that this moving to this other venue must be largely his idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's so nervous about oh, it. Because if it yeah. goes poorly, it's like it was his it's his baby. It, it, was it his can't decision. be the hosting part. He's done that so many times right. and he's so comfortable up there. Right. And and it's a lower pressure type venue. You know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna wear tennis shoes and get a lot of creepy pictures taken. And mm-hmm. he's gonna he should be more relaxed theoretically in a smaller mm-hmm. venue like right. that. Now he's it does sound like he's carrying a lot of live wire on his shoulders because mm-hmm. There's talk later in the week of a comedian he wants to book, and it sounds like he's doing a lot of the soliciting versus when he started, and he was just sort of like showing up and hitting his marks. Mm-hmm. And he even has to pick the playlist because he doesn't trust anyone else. Yeah. Right. right. Boy, uh, for the TBTL 2000th episode in the venue, I think he just put on like the Chromeo Pandora station. He didn't build the playlist for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um he's working on a sport coat situation and there's a conversation about things effectively hiding thunder. And apparently there's confusion on what the thunder is. (laughs) I think it's different for everyone. Yeah, (laughs) It's up to interpretation. I did a little research and this originated on the show with Tobias trying on a red uh, speedo. So I have to imagine it's it's yeah. something in the in the it's his dick. underwear region. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Christy, it's why we love you. <laughs> There's no beating around it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh man. We are children. <laughs> Uh, well, let's there's move- no crank chop involved. I'm good. <laughs> let's move on to a different kind of disaster in the basement. Andrew reads Carrie's Facebook post about the Burbank Springs basement. Luke should have to go back on Facebook, if only to feel more of Carrie's pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I read it too before Andrew had said that, and I felt really sad for her. Mike, I really hope you get a good home inspection mm-hmm. and I hope you use your eyeballs to look at some of the things, at least in the house before you buy it. We're doing a walkthrough on Wednesday uh, as th- it's just, they've just done the insulation. So well, take the blindfolds off first. <laughs> I'll take his home inspector there. His home inspector <laughs> will drive up to the house. He'll roll down the window and look over there and say, it's good. Looks like a house. That's a house right there. you're good i mean i hope that they can have um legal action against that home inspector something's wrong yeah that mr magoo needs to pay for his (laughs) well also they just need to rip the carpet out and give up the dream of having carpet in in the basement that's a terrible idea (laughs) anywhere they need to put tile down it's the only thing yeah it's painted cement in our basement because we were so worried about flooding and lo and behold it flooded yeah, we have an unfinished basement, and I'll leave it that way. We we flooded when we replaced the furnace. We actually had a water pipe burst because the idiots who put the new furnace in put a faulty saddle valve on a hot water pipe, and we had a couple inches of water in our basement before we mm-hmm. caught it. Uh, if we hadn't been home, I don't know what could have happened. We would have a swimming pool. 
I think I, I remember enjoying some of your strongly worded letters to the furnace company when they were trying to solicit a service contract from you after that, after that happened. That was entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just reminding them that they ruined our basement and our lives for about a week yeah, and a but, half. But what are the chances they're going to ruin, ruin your life again? I mean, go with them. Right. The odds are very much in their favor that yeah. they can't cause another disaster. Sure. You have to figure they're going to get it right at least one time. Uh, top story, season affective disorder is not real, according to science. I don't know. I I was skeptical about this, but I went and read the study, and it was done pretty well. So I have the opposite of it. I, I love it when it's dark and dreary and rainy. Me too. Um, and, and especially when, when you're, you're here in Texas and you have to wait through like a, a nine-month, 100-degree everyday summer. Oh, it's so nice when there's actual weather here. And yeah, and then you're looking forward to, oh boy, at least we're going to have a few weeks, a few months where it's cold and it's nice to go out. And we haven't had that this year and I'm so pissed off about it. I'm unnaturally pissed off that, that it's 75, 80 yeah. plus degrees. It rained for like now. seven months last year here. Yeah. And that was so great. It yeah. was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I thought, oh, ne- then now we're going to have a winter. It's going to be great. Nope. 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 Not even close. All I know is that my mom has one of these sad lamps uh, next to her workstation because she works from home mm-hmm. and uh, she says it works for. Her. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that I think that um, sad is a, a real thing or not real thing. Obviously I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you that having six months of where it's dark all day long is really terrible. That's yeah, what, I know. That's I what know I that's from watching Northern Exposure. Yeah, it's it just starts to wear on you when you're um, going to work in the dark and coming home in the dark, and it feels that the sun never comes. And now it's starting to get where it's still light out when I'm leaving work, and I just feel so much happier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a disorder or if yeah. I need a special light, but I I love it though. I but I guess I'm just a dark person. Well, also you're from here. You spent yeah a majority of your life here. Whenever I'm not there, I do miss miss the weather. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted for a second because I just wrote down a note that I'm going to start a podcast where I break down an episode of Northern Exposure. Oh, okay. I'm going to watch it and then talk about it for 45 Northern, minutes. To Northern an hour. Exposed. Ooh. Ooh. A look bacula. <laughs> 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 All right, we get some quick hits on things. I don't have any commentary for it, so you can stop me if you have anything. Uh, musty old Archie comics. That's 80s movies featuring John Cryer. I loved him. That's it. Yeah, and then he went to make money on CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, an Asian impression on Kevin and Bean. Why didn't they pull that clip? Because well, I, I didn't want to hear them describe it. I didn't want to hear Andrew describe it. Once he started talking about it, I was like, let's hear it. Because right. there's no producer in the show. Ugh. Well, it's more that he didn't want to give. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got dra- kind of dragged more. into talking about it. Or he, yeah. yeah. I, I see. I guess I see why they didn't have a clip, but but that would have made it a lot more interesting to me. You know, I, I mean, I, I understand if I was saying this made me totally uncomfortable and I can't believe they did it and 
it's horrible and it shouldn't have happened. Here's a clip. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? I like that. Maybe I'm a sociopath. But yeah. I'm... Well, I yeah. mean, you, you legally are, right? <laughs> yeah. Borderline yeah. personality disorder. Yes. Time zones are bullshit. Yes. I agree. Agreed. What's wrong with that plan? Meredith, you're a scientist. Um, we'll just figure out what our time means to us. Why isn't everyone on the same time? The way you said yeah. that, Mike, was very emotionally rooted. Yeah, we'll figure out I, what time means for us. <laughs> when, they, when they when they were talking about this, I had just had a one hour back and forth with trying to schedule five people in three different time zones, and I was right. like. Holy shit, this would be amazing because yeah. for some reason, two o'clock, guys. <laughs> exactly. For some reason, people in New York do not understand time zones of anyone else. Ah, uh, yeah. They're so, so yeah. they're constantly scheduling meetings at five in the morning for us. <laughs> right. It's not going to happen. So I then think I the will- opposition is just the same as, as going you know, to the metric system. It's just. People are used to what they're used to. Right. Yeah. I, I always then counter suggest it be seven o'clock at night for them. Right. <laughs> uh, at least once a month, I will quickly throw out times for us to record and get the count back backwards. Yeah. So oh, I do that all the time because my work is in Michigan. So I'm forever going, wait, is it an hour before us or an hour after? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Uh, since we record over three time zones and sometimes more, which is why I'm always amused when we have people in far flung places on the show. Uh, spaghetti stories. Yeah. Spaghetti's good. Mm-hmm. But you would, you would say that I would, mm-hmm. uh, we get an email saying that pink salt is not bad for you. I was right there with Dr. Rob yelling at my mm-hmm. phone. That was <laughs> absurd. There's so many. Well, that's that's not even the stupidest uh, belief about Himalayan pink salt. People think that it has uh, respiratory benefits. Like you can sit in a room made of it or use a lamp made mm-hmm. out of it and it'll oh, cure God, the your lamps. asthma. The lamps. Not only is it a stupid concept, but they look ridiculous. Yeah, they do. They're like modern day lava lamps, but worse. Can somebody put one of those in the chat? Okay. Sure. And and just so everybody knows, there's no there's no magic medicine to those things. They're just salt. They're just salt. Yeah, salt is salt. I mean, that was Dr. Rob's uh his point, right? Yeah. And it may just... have some trace minerals like what that makes it pink and whatever, but it's not enough to do anything. You'd have to eat pounds of it. Which sounds delicious, mm-hmm. actually. I'd do that. Yeah, it's it's like a giant... I mean, look, I've got a Himalayan pink salt um, cooking block that I use on the grill. And I love that because it makes everything really salty. I've got uh, Himalayan pink salt shot glasses for tequila. And that's because it's delicious. It's not because it's healing my lungs. <laughs> the heated salt emits negative ions that help clear the air and naturally dilute odors. odors. And it's very counterintuitive because the thing looks like a giant orange turd. <laughs> it does or like a misshapen butt plug <laughs> yeah yeah it does sure wait if you used it for that maybe you wouldn't ever get colon cancer <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure it has curative powers i would suck the moisture right out of your colon <laughs> again oh god my state oh there's a lady doing yoga next to it so it must be good for you yeah it's totally good for you it's like saying that anything you buy at Whole Foods is a health food. Like, I'll get all the bulk candy right. because it's healthy. 
Uh, remind me, uh, archivists who do 40 weeks get a cheese party with Mike. How many weeks yeah. before we have to ship someone a pink uh, Himalayan <laughs> salt lamp? Hey, if you do 100, I'll come to your town. I will meditate next to this stupid lamp. Uh, hover you. over it. Hover over this picture, guys. And just move around over this thing and see if it doesn't look like there's dried mm, something on there. Let's see. Blood? No, more like something that would come out of a, a male of the species. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's kind of congealed. Too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's pretty Oh, man. You need to get Dr. Rob to look at this. This oh, is something my God. Right Someone, the, a uri- uh, what is it? A urologist needs to come look at this. Oh, boy. Okay. This okay. needs to be the show picture so that. We're not just it's, talking, yeah. right? Yeah, no, with that, a, with a cutaway close up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's rough. I'm not hungry for the first time in the history of our show. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your question, Patricia Lopez, yes, you can't expect more of the same on future shows. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're bringing it for you. Uh, we are full of beans, feeling our oats. <sighs> that's right. <laughs> God, where were we? Uh, oh, <laughs> no way. Yes, still on Salt Talk. Luke mentions that on an episode of Livewire a while back, he stuck his tongue in oh, a God. tray because they had a salt guy on the show because it's Portland. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. And after the show, he finds out that he just stuck his tongue in like $200 worth of salt. Hey, don't bring your artisanal salt to me if you don't want me to eat it. But what's the guy supposed to say? He's on stage. He's supposed <laughs> to be like, no, don't do that. Right. To the host. Um, if if he had been thinking and made a joke about how that was actually two hundred dollars for the salt, uh, my guess is that Luke would have been like, like stopping frames away from sticking his tongue into it. <laughs> uh, but Luke's not the only one who has salt. Andrew has a lot of salt. Andrew has an arsenal of salt. Yeah, he's got more salt than I do. I'm jealous of his seasoning, though. Well, that's all you need. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it for Salt Talk. We get a, a note, Kelly, uh, Pawtucket 10, Kelly, my almost neighbor, Kelly, notes on the Facebook page that she had a waterbed growing up and she's wondering if she's the only one. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be even weirder as a child to have a waterbed. Uh, again, Bobby, you, you that must have been the week you were gone and I hosted because we, we talked all about it and Christy got down with some boys on her yeah. Lamborghini. Waterbed. Right. I listened to it again. I must have just phased it out because it was so creepy. <laughs> it is. And creepy. Sh- so this listener was not the only one with a waterbed. That Facebook thread was popular. A lot of people had them. Yeah. Uh, and I bet if you go to Craigslist right now and check out the free listings, you could probably have one yourself. Mm-hmm. You could have one within the hour. Yeah. Uh, on a Wednesday, 2057, hugging the unhuggable tiger. This episode starts with Andrew calling Luke at the Hotel Deluxe. Room 720. Luke is mending his jacket because of his ongoing sport coat disasters. The sport coats that he ordered were not available. And apparently a man who hosts live events for a living did not have an appropriate jacket to wear on stage for live wire. But he's using the sewing kit from the hotel to patch up a tear next to a pocket. How do you get a tear next to your pocket? 
you put your hands in your pockets too much aggressively. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Or it's a terribly made jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on mending talk, Andrew says that he uh, enjoys burning threads to, to seal them off, which is more of a plastic nylon thread kind yeah. of thing to do. Now, nobody else has stories about burning things. That's fine. I'm just going to bed <laughs> Phil Collins' snow jacket required under all this. So I need to talk about it long enough to get to the <laughs> uh, definition of flooding the zone, Mike. Oh, uh, flooding the zone just means in football you're talking about. I think that was the context where it was discussed. Actually, I think they they were talking about, I mean, it is a football phrase, but I think they were talking about something else. Well, right. I think they were talking about it and it was Andrew who didn't really understand what it meant. I think. Yeah. It's, it's where you, the offense puts, um, a bunch of receivers out into one particular zone and then everyone splits out and try to confuse the defenders. Right. So there you go. I felt like we were doing a service because they really didn't define it well. Yeah. The f- uh, f- sports talk, not their thing. <clears throat> right. Uh, and our top story for Wednesday uh, is Luke's encounter in the hotel bar with a fake Kardashian. <laughs> God, you know what the thing about people like that is – you know, you, you're, you're uncomfortable and you just, you kind of play along with it. Cause you're like, oh, I just want to have my drink and then I'll, I'll get out of here, have my dinner and I'll get out of here and I'll be away from this person. So you're not going to call them on it. Cause you don't want to be uncomfortable. But if you're overhearing that conversation between Luke and that lady, you so want him to call her on it, you know, cause you, you want him to get called on. You just don't want to get involved in the calling of it. At least that's me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only wrote down some of the quotes, but you know what else I did? I rescued a Kentucky racehorse. Yeah. Um, People that lie just freak me out. And also because I always have so many questions. Right. I would have wanted to flood her with questions. Yeah, you're the pro- you, you would be a problem for her. Yeah, exactly. She had a cut. So I wrote down some of them. So there was the tiger that she hugged. Mm-hmm. Yes. So newsflash, tigers don't want to be hugged at all, ever. None of them. <laughs> Uh, she worked, she owned or started a foundation that worked with burn victims. Mm-hmm. Um, she rescued 50 dogs in a limo. <laughs> and then her boyfriend was shot and killed. And she found his dead body in the back of his Escalade. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. a drug dealer too, right? Yeah. Right. Did she continue using that car? Probably. It's an Escalade. Seems like a woman with so much going on, just such a great heart would not be going out with a drug dealer boyfriend. Right. Maybe she didn't know until he was dead. Mm. Well, yeah. And she said she didn't realize he was dead until he started to stink in the car. Yeah. So she wasn't really that attached to him. No, 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 it wasn't going that way. They really weren't going anywhere. (laughs) She was in it for the dog rescue money. (laughs) We got to hear Luke's bullet hole story again. But now I don't think it's the mummy. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. It's not. That's somebody's not friends with them. Because he's still friends right. with the mummy. Yep. Yeah. He's distracted because he's also Googling stools. <laughs> because he's going to send a Livewire employee out somewhere to buy different stools for the stage for tonight. This is like the second time we've had a problem with the seating situation on the stage there. Yes. Remember there was the other chairs? The sponsored stools he yeah. didn't like last year. I could see that being a big deal, though. 
It would be for me, for sure. Well, I mean, mistake number one is sitting on a stool in front of a bunch of people without any yeah. cover. Yeah. You're talking about sitting effectively hiding your thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck showing everyone your thunder. <laughs> Especially when you're short. Yeah, because then you have to hop up onto it. <laughs> and your linear linear legs don't touch. Yeah. And then also <laughs> just ladies sitting in stools if they're wearing dresses mm-hmm. or skirts. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. Live wire after hours, maybe. <laughs> and if, if your if your pants are too tight, not only are are you not adequately hiding your thunder, but you you risk fat guy in a little pair of pants action <laughs> at the seams. That's yeah. my favorite porn. <laughs> yeah, that's those are your search terms right there. <laughs> fat guy in a in a little pair of pants. Well, Jeremy, good on you. Uh, email from. Dr. Rob, the cardiologist, salt is still bad for you. Yeah, knock it off with all the salt. Yes, and always will be. Uh, we get an Irish 10 on waterbeds uh, who calls the guys lads and talks about how uh, every time he's on a waterbed, he dreams of boats. <laughs> Wakes up and draws tall ships in the night. <laughs> uh, Luke had a dream of seeing a fox on a runway. Or was that something that that happened in real life? I was confused during dreams. I think that was real real life. Oh, well, either way, Andrew says it's basically just a Bell and Sebastian song. That's true. (laughs) Uh, And Stu Bot writes in to let us know that his father has a waterbed, has been divorced twice, and that according to his father, replacement parts for the waterbed are a some bitch to find. <laughs> uh, again, Craigslist. Come on, you could get the whole, whole, everything replaced no time. He's trying to buy new replacement parts. I think <laughs> nobody's making them. Sorry, <laughs> Meredith. You've got a very straightforward uh, formula written out in your notes here. <laughs> so, I I was I want to contact the NIH and get some funding to do a study to to look at the effect of waterbeds on divorce rates. Yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Probably, because <laughs> as I've mentioned, my parents got divorced when I was five, and it was probably like ninety percent because my dad's gay, but also ten percent the waterbed. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. done with that. Yeah, yeah she probably could have stuck it out if they had a regular. Well, with all those pregnancies, she had to sleep on the floor, and after one night on the floor from that, I would have been like, "Well, we're getting a real better. Yes. I'm leaving." Yes, of course you would. Yeah. It sounds like your father was really trying to hint at the things to not working out in the bed. <laughs> yep. He kept taking phone calls and then going to cover Dick Cheney. Yes. <laughs> she was not getting the hint. Uh, my grandmother divorced waterbed. So mm. there for your study. Okay. <clears throat> Wagoneers, let us know. Two data points. My, my brother married happily for a long time, started out with a waterbed, got rid of it. Ah, good. There you yeah. go. Thursday, 2058, too stressed to be blessed. Luke is in an office uh, at the Livewire offices in the attic because it's in an old house, I think. Uh, He says Livewire went well, but he is very hungover. And he was surprised that he can't have five drinks. (laughs) That's a lot of drinks. He's a big fella these days. I've never had like three drinks and I feel like I got hit by a truck. But also, he has to remember that he's not eating normal. He's not eating bread. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. Unless he found some vegan bread somewhere. He's having some tabula and five vodka sodas. <laughs> right. And salad. Like, 
That's not, you can't It's not going to soak it up. No. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You can't eat like you're eating. You can't drink like you're eating burgers and fried food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stools worked out. Somebody went and got him different stools. Uh, the show featured uh, Needle Nose Ned <laughs> Tobolowski, who actually is a great storyteller. Every time I've ever heard him on somebody's show, it's really special, really good. And yet I've still never gone and listened to his podcast. I really don't care if his stories are true. I don't care if people's stories are true as long as they're well told. Like fake right. Kim Kardashian sounds like her stories were terrible. Right. Like David Sedaris probably elaborates a lot on yeah. his stories. And I hope they're he so does. Fun. Yeah. Go yeah. for uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is just don't be Mike Daisy. Just don't tell people right. you're a journalist. I right. mean, that's the right. Uh, Matt Matasiahu also on the show and teaches Luke how to beatbox. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Tries to teach Luke how to beatbox. Yep. Uh, and Andrew tells us uh, how, what's the right word? Not nervous. Just his outright refusal to play the game Cranium. Or at least the acting out part Based of Cranium. Based on the box art, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is with Cranium, you can pick and choose what, what thing you do. I don't think that it's wrong for Andrew to say, I won't be doing the acting out. He would be terrible at it. Right. Just like when I play that, I say, I'm not doing any of the spelling (laughs) (laughs) because I'm terrible at it. And our team will lose. Yeah. Uh, Luke is walking around Portland in a live wire with Luke Burbank t-shirt telling people he's Luke Burbank. I don't think I laughed harder at anything. (laughs) That's amazing. That's like the beach boys guy who wears the hat all the time on stage. Says beach boys. Yeah. I'm going to get us t-shirts that say little red bandwagon starring. And then all four of our names, (laughs) but you can have a Sharpie. You can circle the one that's you. I don't want people to be confused. (laughs) Put a check check mark. I like the check box. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> awesome all right i'll work on that can can you make me some tonight pants with um mike's face on them so i can sit on the butt like on the butt you know and i can <laughs> no uh cool. Ooh. you'd be effectively hiding mike's thunder i don't know about yep. that <laughs> uh more talk of andrew's gym issues he they want to get him into the seattle athletic club it sounds like a bad idea. Justified. Terrible. But I do like the idea that I, I like the when uh, Luke says, oh, you can just go for free at the university. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure yeah. he will be able to do that. And the IMA is amazing. He'll be mm-hmm. so happy there. He doesn't need to join that gym. That's just that's for for white businessmen that work around there. It's you don't drive down there every day to go to the gym. Well, and also a lot of the people actually don't work out. Right. They right. go there for networking. networking. But it gets right. lonely hanging brain in your office alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one to shock as you put one foot up on the sink while you mm-hmm. take care of your personal grooming. I would get an email. The YMCA in Bellingham where Luke goes was apparently the one-time Y of Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Ted yeah. Kaczynski totally looks like a guy who would live at the Y. Well, well definitely the snipers. We know yeah. for sure yeah. the snipers have lived there. Um and then we don't know for sure if Ted Kaczynski was there. Luke tells us that Ted Kaczynski's cabin is apparently in a warehouse somewhere. And he met the guy who I guess is the caretaker of it. The 
the uh, the <laughs> extra storage space unit rental guy who has to sit in his <laughs> warehouse. I want to know how much the government's paying for that. Yeah. yeah. He's either talked about that before or I read about it. Did you guys know about this? No. I no. So. I wonder if someone bought it as a piece. Like, is it a rich person <clears throat> that owns it? Yeah. Well, he says it, the, the government owns it as evidence. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah what, doesn't that what happens shit is they go to auction? Once they um, seize evidence, the FBI seizes evidence, they, they don't release it or can't release it until your case is discharged, dismissed or whatever. I didn't get the evidence back from my case until uh, until I was released from probation. And then they called me down and gave me a box of all the stuff that they confiscated. What was the minivan in there? No, the minivan. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the minivan. What was in there? The Rockies. Um, boy, uh, a lot of like phone records that, you know, um, not phone records that they had subpoenaed, but like bills from my house, you know, and boring. It, yeah. Just boring stuff. Uh, like some, uh, pictures that they'd seized because they wanted to use and you know it was just a box of various bullshit that you would mm. you would think might be able to help you find somebody who was robbing banks on a regular basis but it didn't work for them well we'll get more into that later because yeah. we have more fbi later but i'm just curious if the hat still fits the you hat know, I'm, yeah I'm the, my colorado rockies cap hat. is in there i'm pretty sure <laughs> i wish you would just start wearing it casually <laughs> <laughs> Uh, top story, the stoner runner comes in last at the Olympics qualifying marathon. I think we've already had a lot of pot talk, but basically this guy's living the dream for Luke. Well, and also showing that you can do something pretty terribly while you're high, and which what Luke wants to do by doing TBTL terribly high. Right. There's well, there's running clubs here in Seattle, you won't be surprised about this, that um, smoke pot or ingested it somehow and then go for runs. Yeah. They're all going to get hit by cars. Eventually. <laughs> <It's awful. laughs> well, that's one way to ingest it, but how else might they ingest it? According to Luke. Vape the drugs. Or was it Andrew? Which one of them said blaze up a doobie? Blaze up a doobie. <laughs> oh, man. There's that a, seems like has to be Luke. It's <laughs> only a matter of time, Christy, I think before there are, half marathons and marathons where you stop every, I don't know, at intervals and get high because like people have to combine their passions these days. Beer league yeah. softball for hipsters. Well, yeah. I don't, I know there's a nighttime run where you run through the woods and a lot, and this running club did it. It was a marathon through the woods at night. And I don't know if that is part of the run is that you're supposed to be high or if this group just did it. Hmm. Do you guys remember we talked about that um, Krispy Kreme run right. a while back? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That just happened and someone died. Yeah, somebody died. In the middle of it. What? This last Why? week, I think. You had a heart attack. <laughs> Who'd have oh. thought? <laughs> I know. Well, that's sad. Yeah. On the upshot, a bunch of Krispy Kremes are opening in New England soon. Uh, overrated. I agree. And they compare with your love of Dunkin' Donuts? They closed the first time around them. They tried to open out here. They're making another run at it, and nothing will hold my heart quite like Tim Hortons. So, Yeah, eh. what isn't Tim Hortons move into the U.S.? They are. They are. Oh, they are. They're, They're in, in Western Michigan. New York. They moved into Buffalo when I was a teenager and into Rochester when I was 
heading to college. And so I had Tim's regularly. I also think those are overrated. Yeah. It's but not, I don't it's not a special the, I don't thing. love donuts. Well, so the, maybe that's the premise right there. That's, that's your problem. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> uh, movie talk. Andrew talks about liking dazed and confused and also the breakfast club, but mostly a dazed and confused conversation. And this spills into more racist impressions. Uh, looking back on Apu from the Simpsons, mm-hmm. which is mainly offensive because it's voiced by Hank Azaria. Well, the, um, the thing about that, I think the only reason it's lasted so long is because only the voice really is the offensive part of it. Like Apu is smarter than, than Homer and a lot Everyone. of the guys <laughs> on the show. So right. I think that's how they are able to justify it. Although I don't think it's very justifiable. It should have been dropped a while back. What about his profession? Yeah. That seems yeah, kind right. of offensive. Right. And and at the time, I'm. it was probably totally okay culturally, you know, but it's not yeah. anymore. So I don't know why they're still doing it. Well, to make money, because that's the only reason The Simpsons still exists. Yeah, that's true. It's just to print more and more money. Sure. Uh, an email, heat is worse than cold. That's all I wrote down. I don't remember the context. Uh, Andrew just hates the heat. Oh, yeah, whatever. And it a was voice like 90 degrees in LA. Yeah. And that's, that's unacceptable. It's in February. But you know, global warming, right? Am well, I that right? just means it's going to get worse. So I'm sure that he's even more happy that he's moving back. Yeah. Yeah. And we get a voicemail from Anders. <laughs> it's pretty great. It was pretty cheeky. Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and with that, we'll go to 2059, Everett in the front, party in the back. I think everyone from Everett enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what I enjoyed is Luke explaining. So there was a, um, it was Karen um, was the show sponsor. And he said, she's from Everett. You know, I was flying over Everett. Did I had no idea that there was water in the back of it. <laughs> Also called waterfront. Like okay. I mean, <laughs> it. I I'm going to defend Luke here because it does sound stupid, right? But like I grew up on the east side. I lived a lot in the north side, north part of Seattle, but not that north. Uh, I lived in Tukwila. Um, I mean, I've lived in a lot of places around Seattle. I've never lived in Everett. I've never even until I met you, Christy, and mm-hmm. some other people through the show. I. I didn't know anyone in Everett, so I never had a reason to be there. So I'd never like gotten off the exit and driven through Everett to get to the waterfront. So it never really landed with me that Everett was on the water either, kind of. Uh, and I didn't see it from overhead, but uh, mm-hmm. but I sort of understand where he's coming from. Um, it does sound kind of stupid, but if you've never enjoyed Everett the way that you enjoy Everett, Christy. Oh. Do I enjoy Everett? <laughs> I grew up on the east side too. So I didn't know anything. It was either you stop at Bothell or you just keep going to like Bellingham or yeah, Canada. Right, right. The stuff in the middle, it all just no, kind of blended in. I, you know, Smoky Point, maybe you stop and pee there yeah, at the rest Mount area Vernon, and possibly. witness some gay sex <laughs> and then move on to Bellingham. But um, what I thought... What I'm saying is funny is that they said there's water in the back of it. <laughs> That's where the name came from. <laughs> they keep it in the back. Yeah. It's not. Do you want to oh, see the water? You know that, that Everett's situated on the water. I didn't know that Everett was like waterfront. Yeah. 
Uh, you're in an unincorporated part of Everett, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in South Everett. That's like this weird thing where I'm in the Muckleteo School District. Uh, my address is kind of Mill Creek. And then I vote with um, like some other like Linwood or something. Because I went to find my caucus and I'm caucusing with people that are in Edmonds and Linwood. Oh, God. Now everybody's going to be able to find your hotel room. I actually, I only ask because all I remember from going to your place a couple of times, uh, uh, you're near a place where firefighters train to light things on fire. Yes. And that is very true. And I'm pretty sure nice eye candy laws don't apply because you're in an unincorporated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Were you here during the 4th of July? Is that why? Uh, no, but you've, I've oh. heard stories of, yeah. Yeah. I'd be right at home there. There's probably open carry. Yeah. It's because I'm in county, they just call it county. I'm not in any city limits. So because of that, the fireworks rules don't apply. So this whole block just littered with scraps of fireworks. I think Mike's Sounds got awful. some friends who spend time in county. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Luke's back in Bellagab. Uh, can't remember the right nickname for L. Wall Show. So we land on El Walsh out. Uh, and Luke's telling us how he thinks he's reached uh, critical mass. Uh, he's fully saturated with work. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Because mm-hmm. he tells us about these couple of gigs coming up. One is a a possible Palm Springs tennis commercial for a foreign tennis something or other. And the thought is that he'll be in a commercial with a foreign tennis star and he'll be playing the tennis coach. <laughs> This is Indian Wells. I want to see that. Yeah, me too. And then uh, apparently the boat race to Alaska that he loves so much, he's thinks he's talked CBS into doing a story on it with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the same weekend, the same day he needs to be in Portland for wait, wait. And so he's trying to figure out if he can charter a flight from Port Townsend to Portland to Vancouver. That is never going to work. Well, so the thing is, when he's saying he's chartering a flight, Mike, you know about Ken Moriere. Yeah. It's sea it's planes. not chartering a flight. It's these seaplanes that mm-hmm. during the summer are all over the place. Yeah. And um, especially rich people, my boss used to fly. So what, what people do is take their, their staff, takes their yachts up to Roche Harbor, which is near like Port Townsend area. And then they fly back and forth on these little seaplanes. It's like, hundred dollars round trip or something. So he's not actually charting a private jet or anything. It's just, he's getting, he wants to go on one of these. Yeah, you just, I hope no one you thought a he drink was in a, in a small plate at the Savage Moose. And then you head across the street, jump, exactly. on, the plane. <laughs> jump on the plane. But I, this just makes me think Luke needs an assistant. Mm. Yeah, probably. Because all you have to do is say, I want to do this, this, and this, make it happen. And yeah. it will happen. He just doesn't know how to do it for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you are the expert on managing ridiculous people's rich <laughs> schedules. Exactly. Do you want to be Luke's yes, assistant? That's sure. A good idea. Oh boy, <laughs> I do admire Luke's ability. I mean, like CBS wants to send him all over to the Squirrel Festival and the adult camps and all that, but mm-hmm. he's always looking for an angle to do a story close to home. Like when that listener told him about the Kaczynski's cabin, and then you know the YMCA thing, he's like, "Oh, I could just roll over to the YMCA and do a story." Right. Uh, or, and then this one is left over from when he was in Port Townsend. He was angling for a story where I could just roll out of bed and go down <laughs> to the dock and do this story. So I see him working. I, I admire that. 
I will say I just picked a random day and tried to pull up a flight on Kemore Air from Roche Harbor to SeaTac, and it's only 150 bucks. Yeah, but then I guess no, you'd well, have to hop to to Portland. Well, you don't want to do it to SeaTac. Yeah, that would to, be if you're coming lake. in. Yeah, you want to go like Lake Union or um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll I'll work on this. This fascinates <laughs> me. You would only do SeaTac if you were flying in from Boston right. to go to some networking, or they do they do a lot of the like hospital charity events up there. Okay. Yeah. Or like University of Washington, like that that coach that no one likes anymore, the drunk one. <laughs> Sarkeesian. Yeah, he would go Cuddy up Sark. there. <laughs> he would go up there every summer and throw this Husky summer um, thing. Where, sure. You should just rent a helicopter for the day and fly him straight to the stu- <laughs> straight to the studio in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Drop him down a rope. He can expense that, I'm sure. That's yeah. how you get tears in your sport coat. That that rope dropping from the helicopter. That's <laughs> tough on your wardrobe. Uh, we I'm talk- sure that CBS would pay for that. I mean, they did give him ten dollars for breakfast. <laughs> That's a pretty generous breakfast. Yeah, you do pretty decently. You really? get eggs and bacon and an extra side for ten bucks. It's not brunch money, but it's if it's just breakfast. Yeah. I think you can well, I guess it. I'm thinking that uh, a lot of the receipts I've done are people going to Starbucks. So then that's like a twelve dollar breakfast because you're getting a five dollar drink, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if you're me and you're expensing a Starbucks breakfast, which you get your fancy coffee drink, but then you also grab a four dollar uh, orange juice bottle and a three dollar bottle of water that helps the world. So just in liquids, you're hitting 10 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the comedian that's that's too busy for Livewire. Did we? That was Luke's trying to do more of the booking. And that was his thought that maybe he needs to pace himself, which is seeing that real professionals pace themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrew talks about a freelance photo gig he had when he first moved back to Seattle, where he got in way over his head from being the second shooter on a wedding to being expected to know how to work like specialized lighting equipment. Boudoir photos. <laughs> Can you imagine Andrew like accepting a job and then finding out he was taking like <laughs> lingerie shots? Or something? Uh, that could be a sitcom. Yeah. Can't take a good photo if you can't look at your subject. It's no academia nuts, but it would be a good, pretty good sitcom. I think. Uh, Jeremy's too nice leaving that in. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh Luke, I think because of Anders voicemail yesterday, is talking about how VB6 is actually changing his tastes. And instead of like going hog wild for dinner when he can, he's eating the tabbouleh instead. Because Anders told him that it wasn't gonna work, right? Was, he said he was looking forward to Luke's next diet. His next one after this one <laughs> fails miserably, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but, but statistics tell us Anders is right. I mean, I don't like the tone, but I mean, let's face got it. A point. I assume we'll recycle at some point and he'll just be back to wrapping pickles in Turkey. Which and is the coffee. only diet that he's been on that actually sounded pretty good to me. Yeah. Oh, I'd eat that. Coffee and turkey wrapped in sure. pickles. I could, pickle. I could live like that for a while. Uh, Andrew's going on a well, mandate. Well, not really because that's so much sodium. Well, that's clearly not. No, I'm just saying I, I wouldn't lose any weight or be any healthier, but I could, I could. You sounds like delicious. Yeah. I mean, as as sounds long as you coat it in um, pink Himalayan salt, you're good. 
True. <laughs> right. Your heart knows the difference. But not whatever's on top of that Himalayan salt lamp. Don't put that on your food. Yeah, don't. That's a well, fraternity or do. hazing. Or do. Just don't glaze Protein. it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, glaze. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I brought that back. <laughs> Andrew's going on a mandate to a steakhouse in LA. Just thought I'd mention it. Uh, Kenny on Facebook, congratulations on your newborn child. And smart move wearing your TBTL t-shirt at the hospital because you know mm-hmm. that gets you some love. It's a nice looking mm-hmm. shirt. I like that shirt. Yeah. Uh, mine's in a medium, so maybe someday <laughs> I'll get to wear it. <laughs> All right. Someday Just put I'm it on JLJ and- style, take a selfie and send it to mm-hmm. us. Oh, I couldn't do it. Plus, we'd have to cut it off after, and then it would lose all its value. <laughs> it's a good way to meet some firemen. <laughs> uh, the top story, the female body inspectors are taking on Apple. Fucking bumblers. <laughs> FBI. Just give them all the information. Just give it to them. They don't know what to do with it. Don't worry. The guys actually had a, a long conversation about this. And I think they land right where you'd expect them to land. Luke has no expectation of privacy in 2016, so he doesn't care so much. And uh, I think Andrew was polite about it, but just disagreed with him. Yeah. Well, Andrew has a good point. Like, <clears throat> I see, I see where Luke is coming from, but he's coming from a place, and I live in that place. I guess. I mean, being a middle-aged white guy, they're, they're not that interested in what I'm doing. So. And I'm not doing anything wrong, so I, I'm not too worried about it. But what we have to worry about is for people who aren't in our position, people who um, who might not be doing anything wrong but might fit a certain profile, and then their their privacy gets invaded for no good reason. And you know, I think Andrew was thinking about that because there have been cases mm-hmm. where information's been handed over for, on people that are completely innocent. And we have to look out for the weakest and the most vulnerable in these situations. At least that's the way I feel about it. Let's let's hit a list of bullet points from this conversation that cover a wide range of serious to not. Starting with not, Andrew tells of smurfing away a skeleton key when he was a kid. What does that mean? I, that I, I didn't term? watch the Smurfs. Oh uh, well, smur- smurfing means anything, doesn't it? But I thought oh, it was yeah. an interesting way to use it. Mm-hmm. Did he mean like squirreling away? Yeah. Think, yeah. But I preferred smurfed. So it works. Yeah. I, he confused me with that. One. I was like, what? <laughs> I guess uh, I have to go back and watch the Smurfs now because I don't understand the reference. Uh, then <laughs> Japanese internment. So a serious topic. Mm-hmm. Back to a less serious topic, which is smartphones knowing every time you walk past a goddamn Verizon store. <laughs> um. Well, I, I want to go back to the internment camp. I, um, just that I wanted to do a sharpshoot that Luke said, can you imagine having being just, you know, owning a shop and a home and then one day um, having to sell it and go away to an internment camp? That's not how it happened. They didn't get to sell their stuff first. Right. They got dragged away. <laughs> they got dragged away. And they're, then when they came back, eventually their houses were lived in. Like people had taken over their stores and their houses. Uh, hey, listen, uh, there's this war thing happening in a couple months. We're probably, we might be coming to get you. So you got a lot of time. Just, you know, <laughs> just take care of your affairs. And... No, yeah, no. Yeah. Good point. But when Christine. your homeschooled history is, you know, might elude you a little Spotty. bit. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, serious moment on Little Red Bandwagon. <laughs> 
not of a less serious moment. Seriously, let's talk about these phones that that know where we are. The only time I get those alerts are mainly if I'm at the mall and walking past a Verizon store. I get a, a pop-up that says, hey, you're eligible for an upgrade. Uh, but apparently, these guys are getting them every time they walk past a sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. I get them a lot. Um, it depends on the apps you've got installed. Like every time I go to Walgreens, it knows I'm at Walgreens because I have a Walgreens card on my phone. Hmm. Like my little, little loyalty card. And so it pops up. Even when I drive by on the street, it pops up. Um, but you can turn that off really easily. You turn off location services. You can turn it off specific to an app. So it doesn't bother me that much. Right. I like the convenience of it because then I can just click on it and use my card. Yeah. I The only time I've ever had is when I'm somewhere and open the Facebook app. It will say... And at first, it kind of freaked me out because it would say... um you know, if say Bobby had been there and checked in uh, mm. six months ago, it will say, Bobby, see what Bobby Pape has said about this. Right. And right. I was like, is he here? I didn't understand what was <laughs> yeah. happening at first. So that that's a little weird. But I mean, I don't feel that someone's after me because of it. Mine Christy's tells me like, what hotel room Carrie Brownstein is in at all times. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not creepy at all. Christy's like, which booth is he in and how much time did he pay for? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this smartphone thing. The only thing I get, I get alerts when somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook is nearby, but it's very intermittent. Once every month or so, I'll get an alert saying, oh, your friend Alex is nearby on Wednesday nights. Well, Alex is the bartender at the place I host on Wednesday nights. Oh, of okay. course he's nearby when I show up and he's behind mm-hmm. the bar working. You should send him a send him a message. Tell him hi. Just send him a quick Facebook poke. Yeah. Poke him. Yeah. I just see that this is going there's gonna be a backlash and people are gonna be hipster people or people that are paranoid are gonna go back to like wanting flip phones or analog phones mm-hmm. because of these things. I'm gonna get myself a Zach Morris brick. I'm calling it right now. <sighs> They'll never know if I was in the park with Hay. Um, <laughs> we get an email from a listener, Drew McFrizz. I've never heard of him. Talking Boring. about the emotional impact of the movie Dazed and Confused. I thought this was a really great email. I too. I did too. I agree. <clears throat> you like the so, movie, Christy? I loved it. Yeah. The summer it came out when it was on video, I watched that. Every single day. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater either. I caught it later on cable and and just really loved it. And mm-hmm. I would watch it anytime it comes on. Meredith? Oh, uh, I don't have any strong feelings. I don't dislike it. Um, I've seen it maybe twice and enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it, that's that's all I've got too. Um, you know, it's no... Luke, Luke seems very anti-stoner and... Pro wanting to get stoned <laughs> these days. It's a really confusing message. Well, I forgot. Is this a movie that he actually didn't see? I think he's seen it. Okay. Because there's movies where he's like, oh, I didn't really like that or I don't get it or it's not for me. And then it turns out he hadn't seen, it. seen it. Right. Right. I think he's seen it. I think I, I don't know if he's like, like really like watched it intensely. Mm-hmm. And, but I think he's seen enough of it to actually have an opinion. Unlike Mike, who can't appreciate the movie The Natural for what it is. Oh, my God. I get angry. Just stop. <laughs> Let's not talk about The Natural. All right. Music, music for your weekend. Andrew brings us an old new pornographer's song, all for swinging you around. Luke, who's been obsessed with listening to Life of Pablo, but won't tell us how he has access to it. 
gives us Roger Miller's chug a lug. Again. Again. Yep. <laughs> Still not a good song. Really? No. You don't like it? No. Uh, it's the natural of songs. <laughs> and Chairman Wow, no real name, brings us Ty Siegel's Candy Sam, which is just a weird song. Is Chairman Wow related to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, and with that, that's our week in review. Guys, did I miss anything? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Christy. Yes. We've already talked a lot about archiving. Uh, do we have any other housekeeping we need to address? Um, buy stickers. Do some archiving. Um, we gonna have a get together soon. Yeah, Not me, I, but y'all. I was actually gonna. Yeah, I'll mention that. Oh. I don't have details of any kind yet, but uh, Seattle. I'm gonna be visiting uh, the week before Easter, so I was thinking. Can you say the dates? Because most people don't know when Easter is. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah I don't no keep problem. track of uh, religious stuff. Uh, <laughs> as I look at it now, I believe I'm going to be flying in on Saturday, March 19th. Okay. And uh, I should be kicking around until Thursday, the 24th or Friday, the 25th. I don't know exactly when yet. Cause I'm going to, to St. Louis after that to have Easter mm-hmm. with some friends. But um, Saturday, the 19th, I think would be a great day if that works for people to uh, rally the little red bandwagon wagoneers and tens and have some fun. So folks, let us know if you're around. That's about as much planning as I've done so far. (laughs) It's a very casual trip. I don't even know where I'm staying and what I'm doing quite yet, but I'll be around. And uh, I think some of us are also interested in taking a day trip to Vancouver. One of those weekdays while I'm in town. So uh Hit us up if you have any thoughts on the best way we could all do that. I know it's leading into a holiday week, but apparently it doesn't matter for anyone. So yeah, there you go. Saturday the 19th of March. Uh, and also, actually, I want to mention if there are any Wagoneers in St. Louis, uh, first, sorry about your football team, but you probably didn't care. And second, I'm going to be in St. Louis <laughs> right after Seattle, uh, Friday the 25th, Saturday the 26th, Sunday the 27th, Monday the 28th. So Nathan are- Haley is the only name that comes to mind for me Okay, in St. Louis. I'll put a call to action out on the Stens page too, but uh, it'd be great to meet some St. Louis Tens while I'm heading He's the way, roller so. skater that's been on the show talking about his passion. Oh, cool. Perfect. Uh, so that's my housekeeping. Who wants to uh, tell us how we can get involved? You can go to littleredbandwagon.com or see us on Facebook. Uh, we have a page, which is nice. And, or you can go to the Stens page and we hang around there too. Personal Twitters, at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S, at Meredith underscore Mahan, M-A-H-A-N, at Drew McFrizz, at R-L Pape, at Dadstronaut. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail and text 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Nerd Out Loud has been active lately. Good yes. shows. Uh, what's what's coming up there? We recorded last night, and I would tune in to hear my Am I a Jerks? I did two. <laughs> you did two Am I a Jerks? Mm-hmm. Are you a jerk? <clears throat> well, I flipped the script, and it was two things that Jeremy did to me on Friday. <laughs> Wait a minute. (laughs) 
So you should listen and then vote whether you think he was a jerk in these things he did. Well, that's, I mean, do I even need to go to the polls at this point? I mean, can I just mail that in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I had a nerd out loud question, but now I suddenly can't remember okay. what it is. Oh, how's the Soylent going? We should you just tell us how Jeremy's doing with Soylent. Well, um, I don't really know because he does it at work mostly. Um, but he did say that he may, <laughs> he's so weird. He wants to try um, some cheese flavored Soylent by adding some of Amy's cheese into the mix. <laughs> Uh, that would be the biggest waste of Amy's cheese I've ever heard. That's what I said to him. Yeah. I was like, you're not wasting that cheese because that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so check out the latest episode of Nerd Out Loud to find out whether or not he should have taken the slice of Soylent with mushrooms on it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I that, said I didn't care. <laughs> entitled etiquette. Uh, Christy, uh, why'd you get us out of here? Okay. Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. Kind of makes me want a hot dog. Oh, you want to get out of here?